don't look like a runner with Nick and John. I should have known that a sour wheat beer was a bad choice, mm. but when he said brewed with coriander seeds, I was like, well, I love coriander. Mm. Mm. I like coriander, mate. I like, I like coriander in its place. I like to put coriander in its place. Back down coriander, get out of my beer. Mm. Should be in a curry. Should be in a curry. Oh, I'd love a curry right now. Um, I'm, I'm going to make a curry tomorrow. Pop over. Oh, sweet. I've just ordered one. Oh, I've got this. Um, in Chinese. No, no, no. For, t- for tomorrow, the, there's a news agent down the road, and um, the lady from the family that runs it, she. I mean, this is all very off grid, I'm sure. She makes curries, and you go and buy them. And um, she sends uh, she sends me a text every Thursday saying, "Oh, tomorrow's curry is this. Do you want it?" And I send a text back saying yes, and I go and pick it up. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's very outside of the food standards agency's uh, auspices, but it's good curry. Did I ever tell you about the greatest, literally the greatest moment of my entire life when I think you and I had been out drinking? Uh, it was, it was, it back, Sounds unlikely. Well, it was back in the Perry Bar days, I think. When oh, we, when we good used to, days. We used to drink at the dog, and um, there was no one. There was like my. It was before uh, Amy and. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hannah must have been out or something. So I came home to an empty house and I was absolutely starving. Mm. Um, we'd, we'd been out and had a drink and uh, I got back and I went over to a shop across the road. You remember my, my mate VJ, he's mm-hmm. a shop who did, did the, does the trainers and did my tattoo and stuff. And I went over to the shop and I was like, oh man, um, I was just sort of chatting to the guy and I could smell this smell of curry that was just incredible this smell and I was like oh my god you're making me so hungry like um I handed I was just sort of like hands out where we might have to order something in and uh he's like oh one second one second he goes out of the back he brings me a fucking bowl with curry in it with like foil over the top uh a bloody naan like a naan like all homemade and all this sort of stuff he's like oh you know take it have your meal and, and bring it back, and it was just genuinely the best thing I've ever eaten in my entire life. Because it was it was very nice, but also because of the scenario and because and I was gesture. so hungry and the gesture and everything. And I was just like, "This is the best!" Absolutely so nailed it. It was so good. Let's just loop back through that in case anyone missed some of the context here. You literally lived on a road that had an actual corner shop on an actual corner, mm. which was. Uh, Across and four doors down from you, and um, specific. Well, but bad obsec, obsec, obsec. <laughs> but it was it was a corner shop in which you could get Space Raiders for fifteen p and a Freddo for somewhere between ten and twenty p, depending on the year when you were living there. Yeah. Um, but you could also get a tattoo, a pair of custom made trainers, oh, no, 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 and no, a curry. No. Right. Okay. Sorry. So maybe I, I assumed that people weren't assuming that everything that I said in that conversation took place within the corner shop. Uh, <laughs> but the family that ran the corner shop, their son, VJ, became a good friend of mine. Uh, he's an artist, a fine artist, and he started off doing like um, custom trainers. Right. And I was one of his, his first customers for that as he was sort of exploring that avenue. And he's got some crazy people that uh, he's done trainers for now. Loads of like hip-hop artists and um, American sports people. Um, and then he got a job as a tattoo artist in Birmingham. 
Right. And I was his one of his people that he trained upon. So he did me a tattoo when he was training. Oh my god! And uh, what, what, what was that Whoa, noise? That's like wow. That's just like that's pretty. You know, that's. Mm. He's, he's he's a trainee tattooist. You know, yeah, go on, stick something down on there. Yeah. Well, it's not like it's not like when you go to the trainee barbers and you go, well, they'll just have a great one if they, you know, mess it up. So, well, no, but I had faith in him as an artist, and also, right. it's it's not it's not a perfect tattoo. There's things about it that um, I think we we would both would like to maybe go back and touch up at some point and like just mm. just tweak. But I would rather look down and go. I help my mate get somewhere further on in his life. And he's now, he is incredible now. Like the stuff he does is absolutely ridiculous. He's always been amazing at portraits. And that was the thing he used to do on the trainers was like portraits of people. So, um, I got some ones for, uh, like I had, um, Bodhi and, uh, Omar from the wire on some, Right. Uh, I said Bodie and Doyle for some reason. <laughs> Hannah's got Bowie and uh, Salvador Dali and all these sorts of sorts of like uh it's amazing portraits and he's So these people are on the train, I'm confused. <laughs> trainers, trainers. What are the trainers? Trainers. Sneakers. Sorry, I thought you kicks. said he was doing portraits on the train. And I thought you no, meant no, like no. he was doing no, candid. He's not, no, he's not like Covent Garden bloody <laughs> busker. He's <laughs> <laughs> like No no, so and, and yeah, so now he's like this. He's he's does some crazy, crazy stuff now. And I know that like, um, I've helped him get there by being one of these guinea pigs. And it's a sweet tattoo. Like, there's there's a few things I change about it, but I mean, it didn't cost me anything. And oh. yeah, it's a it's a decent sized piece. It would have cost me a good three hundred quid probably. So it's not like I got nothing out of it. Cool. So yeah. Um, but I, I do want to go back at some point and, and get a another one, right? Um, I did actually say when I when I reach that weight loss target that I'd get a chest piece. Wow! But um, I haven't quite got my uh, arse in gear to do that. But uh, yeah, so hopefully I'll go back and get this one just just tidied up a little bit, maybe um, just to see him again. I haven't seen him for ages because obviously I moved away from Birmingham. So yeah. But yeah, be good to see him again. Get get that sorted. Is this a podcast? Have we started a podcast yet? Well, um, we've got. You don't know about it yet, but we've already got the after show in the bag, and um, this bit could this bit could be before you do your speech, or you could cut it all together, or you could bring it in later on. I don't know, mate. You're in charge of the edit. Do I have to do but... the? I, I, do I have to do the intro? Do you have to do the intro? Well, last oh. last week I did the intro, and then. Uh, actually, like five times because you had a meltdown about it. And, Why is that uh, a meltdown about it? Well, you did because I've just been editing it today, and it was like a whole thing. Like, Seems... oh, don't, don't, don't slag us off in the intro and all this sort of stuff. Well, it's that's like, because that's because you really neg up at the start, don't you? It's but... it's it's a, as I said to you last week. It's a trope. It's a yeah. trope. That's all it is. Yeah, but we're in charge of the tropes, so we don't have to have tropes that make us sound awful. <sighs> Anyway, up to you, man. I'm, I'm, I'm said, frosty on it. I'm frosty on intros. I said it was infrequent. Yeah. How is that not true? Well, until until this week, I thought we were doing fairly. I thought we were running fairly tight to time, actually. <laughs> okay. 
We've been busy Excuse though, haven't we? Isn't it? We've been busy. Really busy. Should I do the intro? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hello and welcome to You Don't Look Like a Runner, a descriptive podcast that uses adjectives about running, fitness, and tech. I'm Nick. I'm John. How how was that as an intro? Are you happy with that one? Happy with my adjectives? Hey, you said lovely. Beautiful adjectives. Let's go. Sweet. How are you doing? I've got nothing to say this week. Haven't you? I'll, no. I'll find. We'll just uh, wrap it up. Just here. It'll do be the much outro. Just do the outro. Yeah. All right. You find us on Stitcher. Blah blah blah. <laughs> no, we're I've got with... I've got follow up. Yeah. I've got things to talk about. I've got loads, mate. Okay, sweet. You can run the show. And how have you got follow up? Because the last episode isn't actually finished being edited yet because it was seven hours long. So because because it's follow up from four episodes ago that we've never got around to doing. And you <laughs> said that we were irregular and infrequent was not a fair description. <laughs> I have tried to get you to engage with this bit of follow-up because it's bang in your wheelhouse. Um, and annoyingly, over the three weeks that you've been preventing me and blocking me from talking about it, you've messaged me and gone, oh, mate, I need to think about Apple AirPods again. I, um, I've not blocked you at all. Oh, you well, have. But have, because you're such a clever editor, you. no one can tell. I've not pod-blocked you at all. No one. Pod-blocked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <coughs> right okay a few weeks ago probably um episode five or six we briefly talked about whether or not we thought we could get on with the new what are they called the uh AirPods. The Bluetooth apple headphones the apple airpods uh, airpods yeah airpods airpods okay we talked about whether or not we could get on board with those i think since you've refreshed some interest um, in the direction of your credit card, but haven't made a purchase. Is that correct? That is correct. I'll go into a why I've refreshed an interest in a bit, but I'll let you finish your final okay. first. Um, I did get a little bit of feedback from that particular show from uh, a chap I mentioned uh, around about the same time who runs another podcast, uh, a guy called uh, Denny. He runs Diz Runs Radio. Um, and he messaged me and he said he's got the AirPods and that they are awesome. And here's the particular things that he's saying, which I think you're going to really like the detail here. Go on. Um, thing number one, you can wear both or just one. Yep. Knew so that. when we were talking about safety, oh, you knew that? Okay, that's fine. When we were talking about safety, that's kind of well in your wheelhouse there. That's that's what you're after, isn't it, really? Is that idea that you don't necessarily need to have everything in your in your face at once. Would you like me to come back on each individual point here, or do you want me to wait to the end? I'll get to the end. Okay. Um, battery life is good, six plus hours. They don't fall out while running, but he does say that he wears a buff, which I think is like one of is basically a bandana, isn't it? It's a bandana for the millennium. I don't know, but it, I think, sound, I think it, sounds, it, it sounds like that's what it is. I googled it and I found it on Cotswold Outdoors, and it's like you can wear it as a headband or you can wear it as a scarf. Oh, I've got three of them. That's a oh, great that's, idea. That's a buff, mate. That is. Oh, I got them from uh, TK Maxx like three quid. They're sweet. They are sweet. Yeah. You, you look a bit of a, a tool, but I mean, well, well, as, so as who cares? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> so um i actually think i could probably do something like that because I, I do get some sweat problems um sometimes into my eyes so if i was wearing something on my head it would probably help um and i know it's my mate who did the tense path endurance race he wears something like that on his head um well i got yeah. them for uh, i got them for doing some day hikes and uh you yeah, love a day hike, don't you? Of course. I don't. Yeah. I think it's it's more. I mean, you wouldn't do the full trail, mate. You know, no, 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 you'd uh, no, just no, be no, 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 coughing no. your lungs up in the gutter. Exactly. This week it would be definitely. Um, yeah, I've got I've gone for day hiking because as well as keeping the sweat out and keeping you cool, I was going to keep you warm as well. It's like just a great a great little uh, 
invention. So, well, I might uh, if I'm going to take away a piece of homework. Not that we do homework on this. I will, might I might get into buffs this winter because winter is, as they say, coming. Um, well, also the, the the great thing you can do with them is because they're real. They're like stretchy, quite a stretchy, thin material. So they're yeah. really durable. The whole idea is you could wear them as like a bandana. You could wear them as a hat. You could wear them as a snood. Um, you could wear them as a, a headband. There's lots of different things you can can do with them. Uh, but the, my favorite thing to do with them is to basically put them over my neck, yeah. and then <clears throat> extend them out so they stretch up over my face so that I look like a foot soldier from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film from the nineties. Right, I mean, you're not doing anything at this point. You're just doing cosplay, aren't you? Oh, I'm just in my house. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah just, I'm just going. I am part of the foot. Yeah, no, I'm just yeah. literally sitting there watching like Grand Designs. So. <laughs> But that's but that is the best thing to do with them. So uh, you've just made me realise um, I can now play along with the uh, the craft beer meme that's on the internet. Have you seen that? No, you know I don't was, see memes. What was your granddad's uh, for, for your granddad's job plus a word that you don't understand is your craft beer name? Um, and I looked at that and I was like, well, I've made it my business to understand all the words that are in my vocabulary, so. Um, I can't play. Uh, engineers snood. <laughs> I don't know what a snood is. <clears throat> that is that is a good game. That is a good. What's yours? That, that is that is a good game. Um, What's yours? I can't think what my granddad's job was. I think he was a salesman. Um, right. What word though? What word don't I understand? It's hard to. That's s- the hard. That's the hard bit. Isn't it? How can you say? There's a word why would you, I don't why understand. Why would you know a word and not understand it? You'd go and find it out, wouldn't you? Yeah. I'm just looking around uh, my what, wife's... looking around your room for things that you don't understand? Well, it's my wife's <laughs> office, and there's all sorts of stuff in here I probably don't understand. But you don't probably don't have a word for them. No. Anyway, we're heading into the weeds. Buffs sound like a good idea. I'm interested in what a snood could be. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so Denny said, uh, you can wear one or both. Um battery life's great don't fall out while you're running but he wears a, a buff to keep it safe but he has run without it and he's had no uh, issues highly recommended and just after that as well i have tweeted um around about the same time so several weeks ago a really good link to uh, sorry a really good review a link to a really good review where someone who is is a runner has done a review of the earbuds the apple earbuds from the point of view of a runner and it goes into quite a lot of the sort of detail that you'd enjoy so you've got some things that you want to push back on and come off the back off of the back of that so the floor's yours okay well the, I, my in, the reason i text you is my interest was piqued when um i actually saw someone out in the wild running with them with no snood or buff i mean buff is a word i didn't until you said it 17 times and i didn't really i'd never heard it used in that context before mm. so i guess it could be salesman's buff my uh well that sounds more like a porn film doesn't it so, it does um so yeah i saw some some guy running with them and they just looked like they weren't going to fall out and i was like whoa um but all the things you've said so like the battery life sounds good I like, mm. I like the whole idea of basically they're all, all always charging when you've got yeah. them in the little little holster. Yeah. Um, I've actually always got on quite well with the earpods. I know a lot of people struggle with them in their ears, but um, I've always got on quite well. They've never sort of fallen out uh, right. of my ears, and I found them decent sounding, to be fair. Right. Um, and the the sticking point for me though is. 170 quid 
170 pounds. <sighs> this side of Blue Apron calling, mate, that's not going to happen for me. That's a lot. I mean, lot. as we discussed previously, I'm shopping around for five pound pairs of Bluetooth headphones. You are indeed. And I've got, and as we discussed, I've got a good solution at the moment. Um, yeah. The, the best solution I've found so far. And that was, what, 20 quid? Am I going to shout out 100, 160? Here's, a, here's my thinking though at the moment. Go on. I have to take a lot of calls at work. A lot of, yep. um, I, I work remotely. I have to take mm-hmm. a lot of uh, Skype calls or a lot of, well, Google Hangouts, basically the same sort of thing. Yeah. Um, we're provided with a headset, but it's like a big, not a big, but it's like an over-the-ear call centre style headset. And I quite like working in coffee shops. Yeah, and I'm a little bit self-conscious about wearing this sort of headset in in a coffee shop. It just looks a bit it looks a bit silly, really. Mm. Um, so I had taken to using my Apple earpods, and they were a lovely okay. little, uh, a lovely sort of halfway house between decent enough quality mm-hmm. for your call, but also you just look like you're listening to music or whatever. You don't necessarily yeah. look like you're uh, working in a call center when you're in Costa. Um, but they recently, the uh, through probably overuse, the, the leads started going a bit funny. They started cutting out, which is a bit of a pain when you're on that uh-huh. sort of sort of uh, important work call. So I was like, well, is that reason enough to drop a hundred and sixty for something that basically the, the other thing? So the, the the kind of background to that is that one of the things about them is once you pair them with one of your devices. Mm-hmm. They are then recognised by all of your devices, and you can switch between what device is playing through them almost instantly. Sweet. You, but so you pair with your iPhone, and then through mm-hmm. your Apple ID, they're also automatically paired with your MacBook. So, for me, who's quite heavily in the the Apple ecosystem for those things, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like that could be really cool. That sounds great. But a hundred and seventy quid. Okay then, let's let's um, let's break this this decision down for you. So, uh, external to the uh, the fact that external to the running issues, essentially, you're looking for uh, a device that is is a uh, it's almost a productivity device for you, but it, it's it's an essential workplace tool. So, mm, what, define essential because it's not right. like I haven't already got something I could use. Well, okay. We'll 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 look at that in a second. Okay. Um, so, uh, would you spend three pounds a week on a workplace tool that would make your work more comfortable? Yes, you would. So, if you had one pair of these per year, um, that seems like an okay investment from a um, a purely economic kind of businessy uh, point point of view. So I think that's a I think that's a viable purchase. If if you having done a decent review of the work setup, think that, that those devices will make the workplace better for you, um, that's a good investment because your own productivity is going to be better. You're going to be more focused on your call. You're not going to be worried about your cable um, jumbling out. You're not going to be worried about the fact that you're in a coffee shop with a headset on, looking like. Uh, uh, like say, like someone in a call centre, um, in a very strange place, you can naturally sit into that environment. You won't be fretting in any way. All your social anxieties will be soothed. I just think it it makes sense as a work purchase, mate. So you think I could write off against tax? Is what you're saying? 
Well, okay. <laughs> as you bring it up. <laughs> no, right. So as, as I happened to know and understand the employment model in which you're in, you have the ability to um, make choices about your equipment and broadly speaking, not worry too, too much about the cost of them because um, you, you you have a tax bill to write it off against. So, yeah, exactly that as well. Well, I don't think I could write it off against my... I, I think I would struggle to get my work to pay for it, if that's what you're kind of suggesting, because they would say, we've already provided you with a headset. They are yeah. very, very, very good about... Um, like budgets for home office and home working mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. but something at that level i think i'd need to get approval for and i think i would feel a, i even i'm not sure i could even bring myself to ask to be honest because i'd be there going well you've already got me a headset and if i didn't want to use that headset i could buy a pair of ear pods for 30 quid mm-hmm. which i don't think would even need approval i could just go ahead and do that mm-hmm. um but going oh actually can i have these really expensive bluetooth ones because they sort of like do everything for me but Mm -hmm. what i could do one of the other things about the way that my job works is that i'm paid uh via self-employed invoicing Mm -hmm. so i could write them off against tax yeah that's so that's what that's what i was thinking in the back of my mind but i didn't want to um talk about your tax affairs on the uh, on the internet yeah it's fine opsec it's fine um (laughs) It, it is a legitimate business expense. You know, you've just talked through it and you've talked through it from the perspective of here's the context in which I have to work and here are the things that I'm doing. Here's this device that's failing. Here's this device that isn't appropriate. Uh, there's this category of device here that does this other thing. That makes it a legitimate business expense. So if you're um, essentially being paid as a, as a contractor um, and you are running your own tax affairs, you're essentially a small business and that is a business expense. So I, I, I can't see any major issue with it because you're not actually buying it um, as a thing to go running with. No, no. I'd be concerned actually. I was thinking about what, what I would do <coughs> with it. Would, like, would I go running with it, with them? I think I'd go mm. running with them. But I was thinking, well, biking, I'm not sure I would. I know you talked about you can have one out and all that sort of stuff. And I actually thought, well, actually, of, of all the earpods, the Apple ones, because they, they're not noise cancelling or anything like that, they're actually, they're actually they let quite a lot of outside noise in. Yeah. They're probably some of the better ones to go um, exercising with. Um, but I don't know if I'll go biking because I'd just be so worried about one of them falling out. On the off chance it did fall out. Mm. that's gone man if you're going at like 20 odd 25 mile an hour mm. you're going to struggle to find that and if it hits the road it's going to get absolutely decimated and they're not cheap are they so but this is this is where your your buff comes in doesn't it yeah sorry i'd completely forgot we talked about i, I was like what's a buff and i forgot that you talked about that as a as a thing that goes around your head so here's God, this is like um this is like playing the game, mate. Oh, by the way, I've just lost the game. What? Oh, don't worry about it. You're I'm, fine. It's on my list of things to watch. No. <laughs> no, different game. Oh, not the game, the film with Michael Douglas? No, no. Oh. Well, this there, is uh, right, so, fucking cutting this. <laughs> no, 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 don't cut Don't cut this because our audience are divided up into people who are, who are going... What the, the film? He's talking about. Oh, he's not talking about the film. Oh, what? what? Basically, people who are like you, and then there <laughs> are other like people. Me. There are other people in, who are in our audience who've just had to turn to their partners and go, 
I've just lost the game, who've just had to go onto Twitter and go, I've just lost the game, who've just gone onto Facebook and said, I've just lost the game. Um, and it will create ripples around idiots. Um, and that will amuse me. Okay, right. So, I'm, I'm going to pick up on a couple of points there. Um, right. I think you're vastly overestimating the amount of people that listen to this show. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that anyone who listens to this show has a partner is frankly ridiculous. <laughs> 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 and thirdly, you're going to need to explain to me what the hell you're talking about. Okay. The the game is um, a logic puzzle um, stroke game theory thing where basically you, um, you're you constantly winning the game if you're not aware that you're playing the game. And the minute that you gain awareness that you're playing the game, you lose the game. When you lose the game, you have to announce that you've lost the game. Therefore, anyone else who's playing the game automatically loses too. What? Yeah, I know, mate. It's a thing, though. Trust what game? me. The game. But it's what, just called the game. What game? The game. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm definitely not playing the game, so. I know. I must be winning the game. Well, you, mm, you're not now because you know that you're playing. No, I'm definitely not playing it though. But if I was. Mm. No, in, I, I think, it, if I think I in the rule set, if anyone who's aware of the game it, is playing. No, no, no. If I was playing the game, which I'm not, I'd be mm-hmm. winning because I'm definitely not playing the game. No, anyone who's aware of the game is, is playing the game, even if they're, they're you know playing it poorly. How does this uh, match up with the status quo song, um, <laughs> whatever you want, where... <laughs> Go on. It's... Um, <laughs> It's very positive. It's very game positive. That song, isn't it? It's, it's, very, it's, very, it's very much about <laughs> paying your money and taking your choice. And um, <laughs> and I'm is, worried, is is this at odds with that? Because I've really followed that the teachings of, of that song for a long time. The teachings of the quo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I think. Firstly, I need to need to say we've probably got. Um, quite a long list of contenders for show title for this week because I think game positive is a great <laughs> great show title yeah. um, you, you could say that Rick Parfit was just trolling everybody when he sang that song so do you think he knew he was part of the game or I'd like to think Rick Parfit knew he was part of the game right, so because he so seemed like a guy ev- you're saying everyone's in the game yeah right uh, no everyone who knows about the game is in the game yeah but I'm not in the game or you know about it barely yeah Michael Douglas film is good and um, I think it's having a, an anniversary or something at the moment so um, it's time you watched it I've got I've got yeah I think I've got it ready to watch on Netflix or something so quite quite ahead of its time in terms of the um, some of the things that that happen more commonly now about you know augmented reality and those sorts of things um, without giving any spoilers. Don't worry, no one's holding their phone up and like looking through it and seeing th- things imprinted on the local environment. It's not like that. But it's, it's yeah. It's speaking of, speaking yeah. of, speaking what? of, did you watch any of the Apple event? No, mate, I don't do that. Well, we're meant to be a podcast about tech, so it'd be good if you did. You know, <gasps> the, 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 as it was like a few days before we were going to record the podcast, so that'd be super if you actually had watched any of it. Actually, actually, now you've pointed that out to me that I do make a podcast that's about tech. <laughs> Running fitness and tech. Running fitness and tech. And, and you get very upset if I suggest for even half a second that 
it's we're not, not about those always about those things. Yeah. Yes, on, exactly. Yeah. I. So I do run a podcast about. You don't run it. Well. You're involved. Okay. Fine. <laughs> about fit about uh, about tech, fitness running, running, fitness, running fitness and tech. Fitness, running, and tech. Yeah, running, fitness, and tech. Fitness, running. Techness, and funny, tech. and rack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, here's the thing, right? Here's why I don't tend to engage with all of that stuff is... is um, uh, keynotes and the... Apple announcements, WWDC, and all those sorts of things, they're not actually for me. They're not for me. They are for people in the media or in the industry who are going to go and go and interface with all those things. And I've just realized that I am now one of those people, so I need to engage with that. So thank, thank you for my moment of clarity. And I will be joining the ranks of people who get stressed when they can't get a ticket to WWDC next year, because obviously it's really important that I get to touch a rectangle before anyone else. Um, yeah, I've never, I've, I've never liked watching those things, mate. Never, I've never watched one. I've watched bits of one and gone, "What is? Uh, go away!" So, and I don't, so you I, don't me, I don't watch the internet on on keynote nights either. I can't. So you appear to be um, You're you're basically like either I have to completely disengage, complete like completely, or I have to spend mm-hmm. thousands thousands of pounds going to America to the event itself. Well, you know, mate. The uh, thing about hold comp is the real conversations. <laughs> been in the bar so so what you've done there is you've done a reference that is not only about nine years old yep it was a reference that only again me and you would get anyway yeah yep. but it was also one of my best twitter moments so it was it shame. was deserved big numbers it did and well, got, got thi- nothing shockingly thing was in your in your usual manner you know you just pissed on something beautiful because people would have got the structure of the meme without you saying oh right. mate that was just a joke i did once so one of the one of the reasons that we pop this podcast is soon going to end as, a, as an entity <laughs> is because uh every time we have a natural conversation um you then yeah. have to explain to me for some reason you feel the need to explain to me mm. what i've done wrong that then mm. i have to then i'm forced to then cut it out of a show anyway mm. and this is what mm. i'm talking about yeah, but yeah, I mean, you then explained to me the explanation. So uh, I don't know who's the biggest sinner here, really, in our relationship, Nicholas. So you seem to be very black and white about whether you just you, you have to completely disengage with mm. these things or you go to America, right? There is a middle ground where the other day I just popped it on my laptop, just watched it for a couple of hours. That's all I did. That's all I did, mate. Just watched it. I just wanted to see the announcements, wanted to see what the new products were. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't too deep in the weeds for developers or anything like that. It was like the kind of it was the media event. So it was all about the presentation. Um, and some interesting things that relate to what we're talking about now. And it would have been useful if you'd have about running fitness and tech. About running okay. fitness. Well, more of a tech, more of a tech, and the fitness and the running. But you know, we discussed a couple of weeks ago about the idea of the Apple Watch getting um, the data, data stuff. Okay, before before you do that, before you do that, because we'll, we'll come to, come to that. Oh, sorry, was that was that too smooth that section? Was that too smooth going from one no, topic no, no, in, wanna, in, into the next bit? Was that too? You wanted to derail it before we got anywhere else, did you? No, no, I just wanted to just defend myself, to be honest, because I'm, I'm I'm often under attack. What? <laughs> um, no, wait, I'm not saying I'm not saying 
I'm not. I appear to have misspoken. I'm not saying I have to go to WWDC. I uh, what I was what I was saying Those were was your literal that words, though, weren't they? They were literally pe- what you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was doing a bit about people who think they need to go to WWDC um, rather than actually saying I need to go to WWDC. Perhaps I need to engage a little bit more with it by probably waiting for you to tell me what I needed to know. So you can do that now. Right. It was over oh, as your plan all along, was it? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. it worked perfectly. It's no, just... so I, I'm, I don't, I don't like, I don't like the takes. I don't like the takes, mate. That's my problem. That's why I, do, I can't. Well, I avoided look, the takes. I just watched I can't the look on the internet during an Apple keynote because of all the takes. Why um, are you looking on the internet though? What, what, what on earth, what on earth these days is looking on the internet giving you? Because I can't work out why I look at the internet anymore. I don't know. I don't know. There's nothing. I, I sit there and I'm like, I wake up in the morning and it's like a muscle memory. I'll roll over, pick my phone up, scroll through Twitter, hate the world, and then get on with my day. It's like it's not good. It's not healthy. I'm not getting anything positive out of it. Any jokes these days, mm. any like fun times that were once to be had on the internet, are mashed into the ground within about eight seconds of their inception. And it's like everything else is just pain and misery and suffering and maybe that's what the world is these days but like i don't see why going on the internet is is just of any use anymore at all what was it that we both have almost certainly listened to where they were talking about jumbling up your home screen so that your muscle memory doesn't work when you instinctively Uh, try to look at your social media latest episode of hello internet that's a great idea genius idea yeah that's a great idea idea. so you just move all your icons around they're not there where you need them it'd be like when i deleted work email from my phone i was like oh my phone's better my phone's better that's an unbelievable i've I've still not gone back to doing having work email on the phone it's beautiful it's my Um, phone so i i've done something similar with the social media stuff where i got rid of a facebook app and uh, if I ever wanted to go to Facebook, I'd have to open up the browser and type in facebook.com. Oh, and is, just, it, is it facebook.com or is it the facebook.com? I believe both work. <laughs> Do they really? Yeah, as does Facebook. But um, <laughs> yeah, just that extra step of like having to do something slightly different. Um, yeah, well, did, it's like with, with, with work email, we have a, a, a badly implemented um, uh, Outlook web client. Um, so I can get my work email on my phone if I need to. But what I need to do, the pain I need to go through is to open my browser to um, type in the domain name for the uh, type in the URL for the um, for the webmail, then log in and then deal with the fact that it's optimized for a 1024768 um, PC screen from 1999 uh, instead of for my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if I can deal with all those things, then I can look at my work email. So subsequently, I seldom look at my work email on my phone, and it's genius. But um, I'd have a problem looking at Facebook in that way, or, or rather, I'd have a problem getting rid of Facebook from my phone, simply because um, the 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 literal physical social network that I have around me, where I live. And the connections through the school that are quite important um, all happen in Facebook. And that's important because of things like 
people putting a message on 10 minutes before I leave the house to tell me that my kids need certain things at school. So that's the reason why I couldn't do that because it is, it is actually pr probably Facebook is more important than text messages for me at the, between the hours of like seven and nine and three and five. Well, amazing. I, I've, uh, I think everyone, the, the meme back in the day was like, oh, uh, Facebook's the people you went to school with, Twitter's the people you wish you went to school with. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not that's not the case anymore. I, I just, I'm like, I'm at, you know, just done. Twitter's much worse these days. It's just misery. Misery. And, I took uh, a very long Instagram break. Instagram's lovely. Instagram's so posy. It's such a positive network. It's so great. <clears throat> just people being posy about life is just wicked. I had to delete someone today and I felt really bad about it. How, wow, we had to delete someone from Instagram. What did they from do? From Instagram. Just because their journey narrative was so suffocating. All oh, right. And I like a journey. You know I like a journey. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but Don't I stop believing, like, bro. Don't stop believing. Well, this, this, this particular person had actually stopped posting for a period of time, and now they're back, and now it's just constant. I, I imagine that's what stories are for. I've not engaged with stories. You did a story the other day, didn't you? I like a story. But I, I save my stories for actual events that require a story. Right, like, I, I like to base going my, to the cricket with me. Yeah, like I like to base them around an event rather than just mm. I'm doing my life. It's like I'm mm. trying, I try and use them a bit more deliberately. Um, but I think they're a good. I've, I, I, Instagram's good, man. I like Instagram. Um, Facebook, I can actually deal with because I've called Facebook so much. I just don't have any of the racists and horrible people on it anymore. Um, and I think because of the nature of the medium people kind of tend to do longer form posts which means they're a little bit more considered and they're not just like desperate twitter's just desperation for numbers isn't it and i know i'm one to talk because i get so annoyed because i get nothing these days but uh, i mean our, our numbers mate are in the doldrums unjustly unjust i unjustly. i'm doing some of my best some of my best content recently in the last your content's been pretty sick couple of years and just literally get nothing get nothing mm. um so but more than that, it's not just it's not just about my fragile ego. Um, it's also just 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 bombarded with misery and like it's it's because of our lefty echo chamber, really. Also, I'll tell you something about about Twitter, mate. Go on. Oh, thanks for your like. Would have preferred a retweet. In it. Yeah. In it. Yeah. Well, these days, if you like something, you basically as far as I understand it, because I'm not one of these people who uses the actual Twitter app. Oh, the algorithms, it makes it appear later on, doesn't it? Apparently, if you like it, mm. it will then show in someone's feed like you've retweeted it. So I guess it's mm. not too much of a problem these days. guess so. But Twitter, man. It's, uh, it's I'm a bit old school, mate. It's, it's, a bit, it's a bit like saying to me, oh, we haven't got a gold standard anymore while well, I'm sitting on my pile of gold. I'm like, well, I'd rather have the gold. Thanks very much. Mm. I don't um, really know what you just said to me. I don't really understand that reference at all. But Money's not linked to gold anymore, so... Ah, it's fine. It's in the weeds, mate. <laughs> okay. I, I compared retweets to the gold standard. It's uh, a 1970s joke. Oh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> One for the kids. <laughs> right, what are you trying so, so to do? So, so, so far, we've talked about the film The Game with Michael Douglas from about 1985 and the gold standard that you equate money with. Um, you were going to tell me about the Apple Watch. You were going to tell me about the Apple Watch announcements. Uh, 
Oh, no, well, not really. Not really. I was just... The Apple Watch announcements were what we expected, what we talked about the, um, the other week, about it's going to have 4G or whatever on it. Mm-hmm. They actually advertised... They're, they're very focusing it now around fitness, which is quite interesting. Whereas before, okay. it was all about like being the computer on your wrist. For that no one actually really wants that because they've got like a proper phone in their pocket that does all these amazing things. Um, so they're really focusing it around fitness now. And they've kind of announced two big things... One was the LTE, and they talked about streaming 400 million songs to your wrist via Apple Music. Can't listen through my wrist, mate. So, and I was like, "Well, no, because you can circles back to AirPods. You can pay your AirPods with them. Cool. So, or, or any Bluetooth headphones, to be fair. Yeah. So, I was like, "Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, great. Can I stream podcasts to my wrist? Because that's all I'm interested in. That's mm. all I need. If they came out and said, "Oh, and by the way, the podcast app." you can also stream podcasts to your wrist. I'll be like, okay, here's my money, and, yeah, I'll, yeah. and I'll take a pair of AirPods at the same time, please. Um, but they haven't said that, so I'm not sure if it is, is, a, is a thing. Um, it might be, I'd, but I don't know. Oh, sorry. And how's the battery life on that? Uh, supposedly improved. Okay. But they always say that. Um, the other thing they really focus on is about like using their heart rate tracking more proactively for like potential problems so if you haven't started a workout but your heart rate starts to increase for like a period of like a 10 minute period of time they'll actually send you an alert saying you okay you okay hun are you dead yeah um which means i guess if you're gonna have a bit of a bonk you might need to just set a workout. Otherwise, it all. I mean, ten minutes is optimistic, isn't it? But I mean, you well, yeah. I was, I was going is, so. Isn't there a, nothing isn't for that? There, nothing for that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no numbers on that. But is, isn't there? Isn't there a thing where actually um, your heart rate doesn't go up that much? Is that a thing? Um, During a bonk. Yeah, it must do, eh? I can't speak for. Anyone else? Yourself. <laughs> or myself. <laughs> so the other thing they and there's something about monitoring like the um blood oxygen level as well. I'm not really sure mm. how they would do that through a watch, but um mm. they're actually like on the lookout for certain diseases and stuff. So there is some reasonably interesting stuff. So this idea that your your watch is gonna kind of check in on you, make sure you're not having a heart attack, it sounds like phoning NHS direct, doesn't it? Like so, sort of. When- what? Every time I ring NHS Direct, they just tell me to go to A&E. doesn't matter what it's about. It's like, go to A&E. But uh, specifically, before they do that, they give you loads of screening questions to make sure you're not having a heart attack or a stroke. Yeah. So I feel like phoning up NHS Direct and going, hello, I'm not having a heart attack or a stroke. Let's skip to the end. I'll go to A&E. Thanks very much. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. But the equivalent of basically just like hammering hash on the phone when you're calling a call centre. Yeah, just, I just need to speak to someone, please. Just get me through the automated stuff. Does that still work? I don't know, mate. Don't know. Right. So, what's what's good about this chat I'm having with you now? A couple of things is um, everyone's been talking about phones, not about watches. I didn't even know there was a watch announcement. To be honest, so to be fair, it wasn't th- much of an announcement. I have to say. Right. Yeah. So, the, the, but the attention's been on the on the iPhone 10. Which right. is the iPhone X. It's X. It's X. Let's get over it. Can everyone just get over it? It's X. It's not 10. It's X. 
So I, I said iPhone, I said iPhone X, and I got corrected. And I was like, what? But it's OS X. And they were like, no, it's OS ten. I was like, what? Well, well, maybe it was actually because yeah, okay, it was OS nine, OS OS ten. But actually, I thought the point was to mark a difference between OS nine and OS ten. So uh, yeah, it's an iPhone X, isn't it? It is. We're saying X. You and me are saying X, yeah. I'm saying X, and I, we're I, Team X. I always said OS X as well, and I don't get, I don't care. Like, what did um. What did uh, what did your man say on stage? Ten. He said ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a dickhead! Is it, it's an X. Well, and it's really literally written it down. What, me, why so be ambiguous about it? If you want to call it ten, just put the number ten. Then no one's going to say no one's going to say oh if iPhone one zero are they? They're going to say ten. Wow. I don't know what Joe should say, mate. So I mean, I can see that they're um, they're making reference, obviously, to OS X. Yeah. Oh, sorry, OS ten. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh. Um, no, so everyone's been talking about the iPhone X. Um, no one's been talking talking about the watch stuff. So um, it's good to have you loop back on with me. And also, actually, I think I don't need to watch any of these things because I quite like the dynamic where I know nothing and I'm the ingenue in the room and you can tell me everything. So uh, you you could tell me the iPhone watch, the iPhone watch. <laughs> so you, you could tell me the Apple Watch could do whatever you want, and I believe you right now. Yeah, well, it uh, can't do much more than it could do before, except it can now do it without Wi-Fi. Really? That's cool. That's cool. That is cool. I, I just, I'm still waiting for that killer feature, though. If it just said, oh, and you you, uh, you 33-year-olds who like to run with uh, your favourite podcasts in your ear, <laughs> we've got a feature for you as well. And they just didn't. Well, it is a funny thing, though, isn't it? Because there's such an emphasis and interest in podcasting as a phenomenon within um, discussions of media in terms of the commentary around media and people going, oh, well, you know, all the all the stuff that hangs off the back of cereal, basically, and, and through through from that. And yet, where is uh, tech in terms of saying, well, that's a mainstream activity? Is it that it's not a mainstream activity? Is it? Is is podcasting really like the Guardian pretending that Franz Ferdinand were important for five years when they weren't? Is do you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. I mean, it's 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 interesting, isn't it? Like a lot of the um, there was a whole thing up until the last couple of years where none of the tech podcasts got press passes mm. to the big Apple events, mm. um, and then in the last couple of years, a couple of the biggest ones have started to sort of get some press access mm. but it's, it's it is weird isn't it where you live in your own little bubble and you're like well this is my most important form of media consumption mm. everyone must care about this and everyone on the podcast care about this why doesn't everyone care about this but maybe it's still not as big as as we think it is i mean certainly our listener numbers would suggest it's not <laughs> big um but yeah like Although there were some numbers floated around in that, in that last Hello Internet podcast about, I think they said they got like 950,000 downloads per episode. Yeah, so that's a lot, isn't it? That's huge, right? That's yeah. like that's more yeah. than you'd get from a tech, most tech publications beyond something like, I don't know, The Verge or whatever, mm. wouldn't get 950,000 downloads or, no. or, or, or readers. And I think uh, they've started to kind of invite YouTubers. Um, do you ever watch Marcus Brownlee's stuff on YouTube? I feel like no, I'm, I'm. I feel like I'm a lot more engaged with the tech media than you are. Would that be fair I'm, to say? I'm not a YouTube person, really. Beyond um, needs based, I'm a needs based YouTube person. What was the last YouTube video that you really heavily engaged with? 
um, pr- probably um, uh, an acoustic pine grove track. Sweet. To be to be honest, mate, that's. But I mean, like um, a video born of YouTube. Yeah, no. I was I born on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a shame you have to cut that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, um, I'd be tempted to posit that it was maybe um, being a dickhead's call. Do you remember that? I remember you playing that to us um, in a class one day. Yeah, but um, how would I have come across that? I'd have I'd have come across it through my social graph rather than through, uh, my social graph isn't isn't on YouTube. Twitter at the time, I imagine, mate. Twitter back in the day when it used to be non crap. Yeah, yeah. YouTube is a um, content is a delivery repo- network, isn't it? It's a, yeah, content delivery network. It's a repository of videos that I occasionally want want to engage with. And and literally joking aside, if you look at my history on YouTube, it is mostly um, music video performances by artists that I like, and occasionally. Um, fan theory star wars things that i've clicked on because the algorithms encouraged me to click on it and i've clicked on it fully knowing that i'm going to get angry within about two minutes and then i send it to my friends and go this is bullshit these people are nuts what's this that's that's my youtube history okay so i for a long time that was my my kind of relationship with it as well but i've recently started um it's probably since it, it, it became a thing on my TV, so like it's you can mm. get it just directly on TV. I've started to actually subscribe to a few channels. Okay. Well, I'll you're s- more of a millenniums than me, aren't you? So do you think I don't? Well, really, you're I, four years younger than me, so you're more I'm, of a millennium than I'm me. But I'm constantly. I'm not. I'm concerned whether I am a millennium or not. Well, um, By I'm the way, uh, call, calling ourselves millenniums is uh, a reference to another podcast, so we might have to cut <laughs> this as well. No, millennials. It's fine. We know it's, they're it's called fine. millennials, right? Um, yeah, they, they, they probably are. I'm uh, so I've always been on the cusp between X and Y gen. No, you've not. No, yeah, yeah. No, you've not. No, yeah, you've yeah, not. yeah. No, no, no. What, what you? Yeah. What? Nineteen eighty? You were born. Seventy nine, mate. So okay. when I when I read so, things about generations, so millennials I'm, are nineteen eighty onwards. I think. No, like my, my year of birth. Every time someone writes something in the newspaper talking about generations, it, it, it skips over me. So it's like, oh, this one goes from here until 1978. This one goes from here, from 1980 until over here. Nobody ever talks about 1979 apart from the Smashing Pumpkins, mate. Nice. Worth it? <laughs> in fact, if you look at my YouTube history, it's basically me watching 1979 over and over again. So anyway, so... so <laughs> My, my my kids use a bit of YouTube, so actually my YouTube history is probably um, uh, screen screen caps of uh, small potatoes videos. Well, I've um, I've started subscribing to a few channels. I, I feel like I, I want to find some more because there is some great content, and actually, it's really it's quite easy for me to jump onto YouTube app rather than watching TV these days and just like putting some videos about maths on. Well, when you say when you say watching watching TV though, what what is watching TV? Do you mean watching long form content, or do you mean watching the actual telly? I don't have I don't not to be a terrible 
arsehole, but I don't have. You are aware that there is an invention called television. I don't mention they show shows. Well, yeah, but you've just asked me a fucking question about whether yeah. I watch actual telly, and I'm telling you, I don't yeah, but even then have you, actual you telly. Got, you got defensive. I was fine. I didn't with get it defensive. I got defensive because every, I was ripping no, no, with you on no, no, the no. thing about because every time because every time I said <laughs> every time I say I don't have actual telly, you're like, oh, look at you, you know. No, no, no. Right. So, so, okay, all right. So, what, what I'm, what I'm talking about is, is. Um, your Netflixes, your Amazon Primes, your, your, your catch-up services and all those things. Because I, I don't watch a lot of telly either. Um, yeah, so I feel you have to make a quite a... So I've, I think maybe YouTube has, has filled that gap where... So I don't have telly, telly. I don't have like a live TV service hmm. because we found that we were just watching iPlayer, Netflix, Amazon. There was no point in paying extra for an actual TV feed. Um, and it was like, well... The problem is, then you don't have that thing where you just want to veg out and not really pay attention or not really have to think about what you're watching. Mm-hmm. Um, that that kind of TV channel surfing has. Um, something like Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever, you've got to kind of make a bit of a decision. But YouTube's kind of cool for like just putting something on and then it will just play you something related afterwards and you can kind of just have it on in the background. It's good, for, it's good background content a lot of the time. Mm. Um, anyway, Apple Keynotes. Yes. Done on those? That was pretty much it, man. No, that's good. We should get Apple Watches. No, we shouldn't get Apple Watches. We should get Ionix. Go on. The the um, Fitbit Ionix. Did we talk about that last time? We've I left it in China because I couldn't remember it. We talked about it. I couldn't remember if we talked about it on mic. I can't remember. We have well, you're in the middle of the edit, so um, we'll we'll keep this relatively short. We'll talk about it, <laughs> I, and then d- if you we, find we out, we definitely didn't talk about it last show. Okay, so the Ionic by Fitbit looks like the one. I think you think, yeah, but Why? it what? still has the question mark over the podcast, doesn't it? I know. Why don't people just make a podcast watch for me? That's all I want—a podcast watch. It's <laughs> literally all I need. I want a podcast watch that tracks my heart rate, but I can say I'm doing a workout for and gets my steps. That's all yeah. I want. Is it so hard? So it looks like the Fitbit Ionic has um, onboard audio, and um, it so things that you want onboard audio, Bluetooth headphones. Looks right. like it's got that. But onboard audio to me it brings up horrible flashbacks of having like a kind of third-party MP3 player that I had to plug in and drag audio files over to. I I would want to know the ecosystem of getting podcasts. Because you can't just, like, get an audio file anymore, right? Yeah. That's not a thing. You can't get a podcast MP3 and see it in your computer as a local file. Right. So that's not going to work for me if I have to somehow manually transfer the audio over. I need a podcatcher on the watch. Yeah. So that's the thing that we don't know about, isn't it? Yeah, I can't imagine they've got it. The audience just must be a lot smaller than we think it is. Oh, by the way, um, oh, this is this is this is gonna really scupper our chances of ever getting hold of a demo model. I just want a, a big shout out to the agency who apparently do the PR for Fitbit in the UK, who uh, the the account manager uh, was on holiday during the launch of their big new watch. So, because I emailed him and I got an autoresponder. So mm, that's what that's just what he told you, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, he didn't want to send me a watch. No. Uh, well, I've got important questions about podcatchers on watches, mate, so you need to send it to me. <laughs> right, breaking breaking it down, what it's got, and in terms of how it feels like it's the one for us, 
It's got the battery life of a Fitbit, which I think is something that's put on both of our shopping lists. Yes. It's got onboard audio, which we have question marks about, but it's potentially in our wheelhouse. Yep. It's got um, onboard not uh, chained up to a phone GPS tracking, which is definitely on on my checklist and on yours simply because you don't want to carry the phone. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's a um, connected request. If I'm if I get podcasts on it, then I'm going to mm. want to run without my phone, and therefore GPS on the watch itself is going to be uh, particularly useful. Yeah, and and for me, it's that I don't want to have my phone being the the sort of GPS slave device um, because it rinses my phone's battery, and I, I don't trust my phone over any particular length of time to be doing GPS things. Well, um, I don't have that problem, but what I will say is, like we we talked about the Apple AirPods and whether mm-hmm. I'd spend the money on them, right? Mm-hmm. I would, without even thinking, spend the money a, a, a large amount of money if, if we can afford it a large amount yep. of money on a watch that does all these things if mm. I if, if this if it basically solved every problem of I want to go out running and I don't want to take mm-hmm. my phone so everything that entails GPS podcasts um, all the tracking all the normal day to day stuff of a watch as well mm-hmm. if it solved that problem mm-hmm. I would drop money on this like it, it it wouldn't even be a a second thought really yeah but i want to be sure i really want to be sure because i've been burned exactly. before by thinking something will do a thing spending money on it and being like oh this doesn't actually do the thing i want yeah no i i'm I, i'm i'm with you on with you on that because i i really like my garmin actually because it does most of the things that yeah. i want it to do um, and the, the big thing being being battery life. I'm just I'm so anxious about batteries as as I've talked about about before. So just running back through this this spec now. So we've got we've got onboard audio on the Ionic. We've got um, onboard GPS on the Ionic. And then the other thing, the thing that stopped me from going for the is it the Surge that's the one normally above your Blaze? Yes, it is, isn't it? The Surge was the previous Fitbit onboard GPS model. What I didn't like about that was the thing that I think is important to Fitbit's brand is um, replacing bands and, and customization. And the I... Ionic brings that into this particular feature set. I think you're hugely wrong about that. What? You can't replace the Fitbit bands on most of their models. You can't replace the bands on the Charge, the Charge HR, the Flex. All those, you can't replace the bands. What are you talking about? I, I've literally just ordered a Charge 2 band Charge two, today. Charge 2 you can. Previous ones yeah. you couldn't. Well, so, yeah, okay. So the well, current oh, oh, model... Oh, okay. So the, so the pre- no, no, three okay. previous no. models of that you couldn't, but apparently that's part of their brand. Okay, go on. No, that is, that is part of their brand now. Well, well, Be- oh, now. Okay, now. Because okay. the Charge... Okay, so the, so the Charge is an old model. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that the, the, the whole time that they built up their brand, yeah. you haven't been able to do that. Okay, but the, the Surge was the last model that didn't have interchangeable brands right. out of the watches. So you decided and, it's the thing you like, so it's part of the brand. And, and, and it was the thing that stopped me from getting the Surge because I didn't really like the Surge as it, as it came. Um, and I would have liked customising it. I really liked your Blaze. 
thought it was really, really nice. And if that had a built on GPS, I wouldn't have gone down the Garmin route, I don't think. Yeah. So it's, it's interestingly poised actually. And it's now you talked about the, the, the new features that are on the Apple watch from the perspective of you and me, which is this weird little minority group, perhaps um, it's, it's a showdown, isn't it? Yeah, I think they're in a similar price range now as well. Yeah. Who would I trust more to... Who would I trust more to fulfil my requirements? As someone who's never owned either of the brands, I would trust Fitbit more. So, my thinking's a little bit more long-term. Mm-hmm. I suspect that neither of them right now have any sort of method of elegantly getting podcasts onto the watch without having to actively say because what I don't want to do here's, here's the, I mean I'm I'm incredibly lazy but like I don't want to have to go oh I'm about to go out for a run but I need to wait 20 minutes whilst I Oh sure, yeah. Download a podcast to my phone and then sync it over to the watch. I want no, it to come be on. Like, we we left side loading content yeah, onto devices in two thousand nine. Like, I want to be like always make sure these podcasts yeah. are on my watch. So yeah. when there's a new episode, just whilst I'm in the background, whilst I'm messing about doing whatever, move them onto onto the watch. Of course you do. So I don't think I, I just don't believe that's gonna be the case. I think you're gonna all at the moment you're gonna have to at least make some sort of active decision. Whereas with music, they seem a lot more kind of um, keen to sync mm. um, but if I so let's say that, let's say the moment that you can't do that mm-hmm. who would I trust to more quickly update their software for me to then be able to do that in the future I'd probably have to go with Apple oh because, really because at least when they roll out okay. a new watch OS you can update mm. the models to that OS mm. updating other like the one thing that you can, you can always say about Apple is they do updates very well they don't like write an update and then give it to certain models of phones first. Mm. It's like the update's done. It's available to every phone that can support they it. They do pass limited feature sets of the software to different devices, though, don't they? That that is part of their their thing. Well, obviously, if you haven't got the particular sensor that's required for the feature then they won't pass that but they but but they could they design those hardware limitations into the specs explain yourself well they 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 decide that they're not going to put those things in into the into those devices well yeah but if you get a five if you've bought an iphone 5 and it doesn't have touch id they're not going to put give give you software that demands touch id are they no no obviously not but they didn't design that it's just the fact that that wasn't the that wasn't available at the time within that model yeah, I mean, there's there's been other things that I, that I can't think of at the moment where you're kind of like looking at it thinking, well, there's no hardware reason why that's not in there, but they've made a decision to limit the software in, in, into that. I mean, there might be a hardware reason in terms of processing. In, uh, yeah, I mean, they had, and, they and, had and some... So, so one of the recent example I could think of is um, content blockers. So the ad right. blockers and stuff that only worked on a 64-bit architecture. Yeah. Um, but there was a whether the reason was that you would agree with or not that the reason they gave was that they required the 64-bit architecture in order to do it so okay. yeah yeah it, it's one of them um but i but in generally of all the companies out there mm. up, updating 
Apple stuff is like um, a more consistent experience. Where like any so any Android phone, that, any my... Android phone, right? If you let, yeah. let me just finish this point, right? Android I, phone, though. What's that got to do with it? Go on. But well, I tell you what's got to do with it because I right. have often flitted back and forth because I I've always seduced by the. Um, open nature of android and i, I like the yeah. fact we can tweak everything and then i always call and coming crawling back but you you get an android phone a new version of android comes out you have got no guarantee that that will ever ever ship to your phone even if your mm. phone can support it mm. like technologically hard with hardware you've got or you you play in a lottery and even if it does come to your phone it's not going to come at the same time as as when it's released it will come months years later maybe it's mm-hmm. it's an absolute lottery, and my worry is with something like Fitbit, is like how actively, how actively they are updating the software for the Blaze, for example, right. as opposed to working on their new model that's coming out and the software for that. Because the interesting thing about that new Fitbit is that the software is, um, you know, they acquired Pebble. Yep. It's the first uh, Fitbit that's got the Pebble team working on the software, so it's a right. completely new operating system and software on, oh, that, on that watch. As opposed to all the other Fitbits, and it's right. been um, it's basically that acquisition of the Pebble team, uh, who then went ahead and did that. So that's actually more appealing to me. I'm, I'm interested to see what they did because the Pebble was always an interesting product to me. Um, but yeah, I, I just think if I had to place a bet on who was going to solve my podcast problems first, it would probably be Apple. But so my my counterpoint to that is is that um, there there is a Fitbit in my household. As, as I say, I, I've I bought a, a replacement strap for um, for it today. Um, it's not it's not mine, uh, but um, Karina's got the charge to HR. Um, loves it to bits and in the time that she's had it which has been since Christmas um, she's been really impressed with the development of the platform and the watch and the well the software within the watch and the software within the app um, she's been really pleased with the fact that a few things that were niggles early on have been ironed out, have been developed, things have added on to it. So functionality that she was more used to from other platforms that she had before have been have been added in. They're quite low-hanging fruit, but there's clearly um, a development path that's being followed and things are updating and changing all the time and never in a way that's annoyed her. Never in something that's like, well, I used to do that, and now it does this, and I've got to do something harder. It's always made it better. Um, yeah, I mean, the app, the app is well, the app is well developed, <coughs> well updated. Um, mm. But that is that's low hanging fruit in the sense of you have one thing to support, and every Fitbit talks to it. So yeah. that's that's one thing to update. Whereas if you've got all these different models of Fitbits, you have to write different software for. Mm-hmm. which one are you writing software for? Is it the one that's three years old or are you going to write for it for the one that's about to come out? And that would be my worry about... I, I My suspicion would be that um, mm. the... My suspicion would be that once you get the software on that Fitbit, like the firmware, like the actual, the actual Fitbit itself, you're basically... That's you now for the next forever. Like maybe even mm. the first six months you get some updates, but then that's pretty much it. I think I've so, seen, I think since I've had this since I've had this Blaze for the last couple of years, I think I've mm. done two firmware updates, two software updates, and they've made no difference really to to its functionality. So I can't see any big strides. I think what you get at launch with that Fitbit is going to be what you are 
what you have for the rest of time. I might be wrong. It's their it's their punt into smartwatches, right? So it could be yep. a different paradigm. It could be a different context. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just if if you just asked me to put my money on which one was going to update quicker and bring in the features I want, it would probably be Apple. Even though my heart would kind of want the Fitbit. Can I um, can I take you off on a little tangent for a second? Yeah, we might have to be quick though because still is... on smartwatches, still on smartwatches. Okay, go on. <clears throat> no, you just you, you're talking about the um, the idea of something as it as it becomes redundant, um, as as a model kind of phases out, as the the paradigm of smartwatches moves on and develops and things like that. But are, are you are you aware of the world of outside of the withings that you bought, which I think might come up in this conversation? Are you aware of the world of premium smartwatches and how? insane that is um, particularly speaking to the idea of development cycles uh not speaking to the idea of development cycles but i'm aware of that world yes so so to, just to give you an example in um in my goodie bag at the marathon i got given uh, a brochure about uh tag smartwatches right which I was invited to uh purchase fat free because I was in the islands um to save myself 400 quid um and get it for 1600 instead of two grand nice. which makes sense in the world of dress watches yeah if i'm gonna buy uh a, a, like a beautiful um what's the, is it seamaster or something like that the amiga one if i'm gonna buy something like that mm. um if i'm gonna buy rolex if i'm gonna buy any of those things like a timeless timepiece invest in um somewhere in the region of a few weeks to a month's salary might be an attractive thing when your mortgage is clear and you've got a bit of cash and you might want to get something. Well, to I, presume, be spending, to be honest, I presume that you would invest that when that wasn't your monthly salary. Like well, you, you only buy those things if like <clears throat> it's a two day salary or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, I, I guess. Um, I mean, I've got, I've got a dress watch set upstairs, which I hardly ever use anymore, unfortunately, because it's nice. Maybe it's not two grand's nice. Um, but it, it's still like, it's, it's a nice timepiece. Um, but this idea of trying to bring the markets of um, classic watches, dress watches, elegant timepieces into the world of, of smart technology, it seems very, very, very misguided to, to me. It, it, it seems very, very foolish because you're going to end up with really expensive dust catchers that, that, that can't do anything in very short order. Um, because you know who's go- who's going to be updating the uh, two grand Tag Heuer connected in five years time? That's that's not going to be a thing, is it? But what do these things do? Right, they just they just track your steps. Probably they're not going to. There's no way of display notifications, so that's that's off the table. Mm. They track your steps. So what needs updating? If you if you're going into it knowing that, then I'm not sure it's that much of a problem. If you're basically like, I want to track my steps every day. Yeah. Um, and maybe I want the phone to buzz if I've got a notification, but I know I'm not going to see it. Like that's kind of, that's built in and there's nothing else to, to worry about really. Is it? But some of, some of the tags are Android watches. 
and they are they are they're marketed as being a smartwatch, not just a a step tracker. Right. I see. Okay. Got, so I've got so, LED so the, one, the ones I'm the ones I'm thinking about the ones that are actually analog watches, but have some smarts built into them in order to track certain things. You're talking about right. actual high end smartwatches. High end smartwatches, and and so. Um, yeah. Kind of so, speaks, yes. Speaks I, I, about something you said earlier on about you know it feels like Apple's going actually sports is the thing. For a while there, Apple were well, we, we, there was some high end jeweler wasn't there that they were teaming up with. Um, and you, yes, and you could go and drop twelve hundred dollars, couldn't you, or something like that? Uh, on, no, you, no, you could you could literally drop. I think it was about ten grand. Whoa! Yeah, the, the initial Apple edition was like ten grand. Wow. But they, the one they've now changed it so that it is more in the kind of fifteen hundred quid um, realm, and it's, mm. it's actually a much nicer watch. It's ceramic, nice, and it's actually it's actually quite nice. I, you know, I'm not going to spend that much money on a watch. Cause I'm not crazy, but um, mm. it's it's like it's more in that kind of that ballpark rather than just something that you is expensive for expensive sake. It's yeah. expensive to be able to say I can afford to buy this. Yeah. Um. So you'd ha- you'd have to be a person who can dispose of it, rather than someone who's going to be buying, uh, in, in the way that I was talking about before. If you might buy your one watch for life, and go, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna invest a chunk of, chunk of cash in it because I know it's like an heirloom. There's no there's not going to be an heirloom market in smartwatches in the future. No, which is um, it's it's an interesting thing, and and I wonder the extent to which, at that higher end of the market. They're still going to be fine. In, well, in that's those. why. That's why I find those those analog ones with some smart features interesting. Because even if the smart features die, mm. you still got a nice analog watch. Yeah, there's, there's an interesting thing where where there's always going to be a market for a a high end watch watch um, um, a, a dressy watch, and then there's going to be a disposable end of the market. There's gonna, there is some squeezing in the middle, and I think that's where the, these tag watches and these things that are in these couple of grand um, and trying to be smart and trying to be a dress watch, they're going to really, really come undone. And then a little bit lower than that as well, because as I said, my dress watch is gathering dust. So what what's going to happen? There's there's not going to be any freezing out of Omega and Rolex and all of those brands up at the top end, um, the very, very top end, the thousands of pound watches. But it's those people doing the three, four, five, six hundred pound dress watches, they're really going to get undone because people are going to stop going, oh, I've got quite quite a nice watch, cost me 400 quid, because 400 quid is the cost of a watch that's got smart features, that's an Apple watch. Um, If you're going to look at watches and say, where's the disruption happening? People are still going to be buying gold heirloom watches and people are going to be buying 400 pound watches, but those 400 pound watches aren't going to be stainless steel, um, uh, kinetic mechanisms and uh, a little bit of a dial around the front of them they are going to be um, a nice smart watch that they're going to get rid of in a couple of months time um, so I don't know why the higher end people are even bothering with the smart features at all I, um, I'm not sure I agree with you there I think that in, in, the, in the tech stuff, like I would absolutely agree with you that in, in tech stuff like the classic thing is um, you either make something really cheap or you make the high end one, and the middle one, the middle ground tends to tends to die a bit. So, you either make an iPhone, yeah, uh, of a top of range, or you make a fifty quid, hundred quid Android burner, essentially. Yeah, 
and what often struggles is that middle ground um Mm. although maybe not so much in the last few years you look at something like the one plus range um they've really kind of pushed through but historically that's that's kind of been the case with tech that it's struggled at the middle ground yeah i still so what I'm i still think i still think with watches i think the, the, what's different about watches and, yeah. and long-term watches so you're talking about like you were talking about like analog stuff right or yeah, yeah. Know, nice watches that actually people don't see them as disposable at the no. 300 400 pound range and they would buy it as a gift for someone or they would buy it as like a to commemorate something because and, and that's often why they buy them now is like that even if that is still a financial stretch for someone i think they would rather if it i like, i would probably rather if i was buying something to commemorate if i was like buying i don't know let's say it's your retirement from uh god that'd your, be beautiful i know from your job um and i was buying you a watch i don't i think i'd rather buy you something like that that i know is just going to last for as long as you can afford to keep putting a battery in it right than so like a, a the, the equivalent priced smartwatch um right because I would know that it wouldn't have a longevity. It wouldn't have that. I also don't think it has that gravitas. I don't think it has that mm. um, that little something about it that's like you could look at a, a nice, certainly a nice analog watch, and you just think, well, you know, it's been it could be been hand put together, and the, all the mechanisms mm. working together. It's a beautiful bit piece of engineering, and I just don't think a smartwatch has that. A smartwatch is about utility. It's about function. It's about yeah. it's about the problems in your life it can solve. The only problem another watch solves is what time it is, and really that's not solving any problem these days. Like, when, when do you ever struggle to find the time? It's mm. on your phone, it's on your computer, it's on the TV, it's like everywhere. So it is more of a a jewelry piece. Well, there's, yeah, there's a really interesting um, thing where, in terms of symbolism, when you take off your your tracker and you put on your dress watch and you go out your friends will look at you and go check out this baller he doesn't even care about his steps tonight that's how on game he is look at him maybe your friends (laughs) (laughs) and that's probably us yeah do the outro uh, that's been You Don't Look Like a Runner. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Overcast, or anywhere that you like to get podcasts. Please do subscribe, leave us some reviews, tell your friends. It's all a huge help, and we like to know that you care. Uh, and if you care, you can email us on podcast at runnerpod.com or tweet us at runnerpod. Um, thanks very much to Podian, who are our um, hosting supplier. They provide uh, professional-grade podcast hosting at a price that you choose and you can actually back them on patreon as um nick did last episode and i've done subsequently too um that's probably about all that we want to say for today peace you don't look like a runner with nick and john you tell me about your beers that's a good place to start well i'm gonna go get another one one sec as it was run out so one sec I could, do a, I could do some snacks. Well, I'd like some snacks, but then I'd be crunching all over your grill. If you're grill. talking to me, I can't hear you, so I've got my headphones in. A bit rude. A sour wheat beer brewed with coriander seeds and pink oh. and rock salt. Oh, dear. Well, that's going to be horrible. <clears throat> that sounds all right.
Open it and have a look, mate. Open it and have a look. Let's have a, let's have a taste. Hang on one second. Have a taste. Okay, mate. I've got some wireless headphones for this, and I'm going to chat to you from the kitchen. Great, mate. This beer's going to be so bad when he gets in. His kitchen's not even that far from where he is, so I don't know what he's playing at. Jesus Christ. Ugh. Yeah. How's that beer, mate? Oh, you up? How's that beer? Um, sour. 